Well, hello and welcome to the Life Church Canton podcast. My name is Jared Van Vorst and I'm your host for the show and one of the pastors at Life Church. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're a newer listener uh, but you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and do so so that you can get regular updates from us here on this podcast. Uh, but also check out our website at lifechurchcanton.org and uh, and find out whatever information you need to get connected. Uh, the best place actually to get connected is lifechurchcanton.org slash now. And then there's a button right at the top that says connect, uh, the connect card. And then you can click on that and fill out some information about yourself. And then we can help you take your next steps. There's also going to be a button there that says give. And I recognize that there are a lot of different organizations, churches, um, institutions that you could give to to support. And uh, I would encourage you to, to do those things. I want to also ask you to consider what it might look like to give to Life Church. And uh, if you click on that Give button, you're going to go to the Give page, and it's going to tell you how Life Church is making an impact and what your giving actually goes toward. And so I'd encourage you to read up on that. And if you feel inspired to give, um, uh, we would love that. We would love for you to partner with us in the work that God is enabling all of us to do. So thank you for doing that. Uh, today is a bit of a unique episode. It is taken from our our worship gathering, our service. Uh, normally it's a sermon, but it's actually going to be in a table talk format from me and Pastor Nathan, Pastor Daniel. Uh, Pastor Daniel has been led to another uh, adventure, another part of his journey. He is called to uh, be a pastor, uh, specifically a lead pastor at another church in Missouri. And so we are talking about that today and uh, and just talking through the process about how that all works, what that looks like, why he's going and what God is doing in his life. And so I hope you enjoy this uh, different format, this different message. And um, yeah, enjoy. Welcome. How are you guys doing? Great. You're doing good. Good. Happy Mother's Day, all the moms out there. Thank you for all yeah. that you do. Hey, mom. Love you. Uh, you guys are amazing. You do incredible things, and uh, we're all here because of you. That's how science works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I am just grateful to be with you this morning talking about what God has been doing. Uh, last week, if you guys weren't there, uh, it was incredible. We had a New Life Sunday where we baptized 13 people, which was incredible and joyful. And uh, I actually talked about potentially I've been hit in the face a couple times as people come up. And the last <laughs> baptism we did, I was this close, like this close. I had to like lean back because the guy was very excited about Jesus. Lean We're back. driven by new life and seeing what God can do through us and in us. And uh, it was a wonderful celebration. I encourage you to go back and listen to those testimonies, those stories of what God has done. And man, I, I'm grateful because of our code and that we're driven by new life. One of the things that we are also, uh, one of our codes on the wall is whatever it takes, wherever it takes us. And so today um, we are gonna be announcing that whatever it is, which is new life and God and his purposes and plan is taking um, one of us to a different place. And so I'm gonna say right now that Pastor Daniel has accepted a call to go lead his own staff and his own congregation. And so we're announcing that right now. And give you a pause just to think about what I've just said, process that for just a moment. And to let you know that um, I was at a church recently uh, on vacation, and I was there, and uh, someone got up, and they announced 
that one of the people on staff was leaving. And I, I have to say, it was the best announcement I'd ever seen, but it was part of the, the service and then it went right into the sermon. And I, as an outsider, just sat there for a moment and was like, wait a minute, can we talk about that? Like, I wasn't even part of that church, and yet I was kind of derailed in that moment. And I thought, man, there's, there's got to be a better way to talk through this. There's got to be a better way to announce this. And so I was thinking about it and praying, and I, and I came home and, and gave a call to Daniel. I said, Daniel, I'm, I'm thinking it'd be much better if we got together and did a table talk together and just talked through what was going on. And Daniel said, brother, I was thinking the same thing. So uh, that's what we're going to do today. One last thing before we get started. Um, we want to be here and, uh, and available for you afterwards um, and be able to help you process through this change. And, and hopefully this will help you do that. But if you're brand new and you're just showing up and you're like, whoa, what did I just get myself into? I want you to know that this is who we are. We're people who follow where God calls us to go. We do what he calls us to do. And sometimes that means those that we love for have fought with and like fought with together on the same team. They, they leave and they go to do what God has called them to do. And there's a bittersweetness to that. And so today, if you're feeling a little bittersweet in this announcement, maybe you heard it for the first time or you've been, uh, you knew about this for a little bit and so you're still processing, I encourage you to see what the kingdom of God is really about and, and what we can do to be part of it. So without further ado, uh, we're gonna get started and answer some questions. Welcome, everybody. My name is Jared. I'm one of the pastors here. And the first question that's on everybody's mind is, you're calling this a table talk, but there is no table. So, um, <laughs> right? Like, wasn't that your Fact. question? It's just um, a stage talk. It's, so Daniel is going good. to explain why there's no table. No, that's not what we're going to do. I'm going to ask uh, Daniel, uh, tell us a little bit more about why. Why are you leaving? What does God have in store for you? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know I was leaving until Nathan oh, announced it okay. right now, so I, I it sucks. I just like, thought it'd be way easier. In front I, yeah, of everybody. in front of everybody. Yeah, so no, um, I, I think um, I think it's helpful to give some context to it. I think even when I was coming down to Life Church uh, two years ago now, it seems, um, and um, one of the other uh, sort of churches that I was considering was the lead pastor position, and I grew up in a context where that position was abused. Um, and so I've always had a natural aversion towards it. Um, and I think this season, in many ways, has been a season of God just clarifying for me what he would love for me to do, uh, what he desires for me to do, and the gifts that he's given me. Um, and so it's been a joy in so many ways to uh, see that uh, sort of um, clarity come in this season that we've had to sort of really be convicted on a lot of things together as brothers in the word of God and what that means for our society. So, so, so that sort of created an aspect of asking questions about, okay, so why have I always said no? Um, and is it, because it, it could sound very humble to say, oh no, I don't aspire to it. Um, and that could be false humility. Um, and that was something I had to struggle with, um, calling some of my brothers who were close to me and just asking those questions uh, and even having the privilege to, to walk with you and even later on with you and even Richard, Chris, and I just chatting through and say, hey, speak into this. And just a few other brothers who I trust and speak into this. Tell me, am I missing something? Um, and, and a few of them just chin checked me and said, it's not obedient to just stay if God's calling you somewhere else. Um, and, and what does that look like, right? So now you guys know enough of me to know I'm not Mr. Every Five Minutes God speaking to me. Uh, typically when I tell you that I'm hearing from God, it's because I'm searching the scriptures and I'm asking these questions. 
And so as I did that, um, I sort of have three things that I look at when I'm talking to people, you know, brothers or sisters come to me and say, hey, I feel called to ministry. And I'll ask them questions around three specific things. Affinity, right? Do you have a desire for it? Like, is it really a true desire? What, what's that desire? Is it for the position? Is it for the authority? Or is it to serve, right? So do you have that affinity? And then I'll ask, uh, is there affirmation? Are there people around you who you trust that can say, no, I see those gifts in you, right? Um, and then probably even more importantly, I'm looking at the ability, right? Can you preach and teach, right? Not, not in terms of your, uh, your ability to speak. It's two different things. But can you rightly divide God's words? So, so there's affinity, there's ability, there's affirmation. And then I look at the attributes, right, that are found in 1 Timothy chapter 3. And Paul goes through these lists, and I'm like, okay, so do you fit those? And so I had to sort of, in some ways, do that for myself and ask, okay, do I really desire this? And if I desire it, why have I said no for so long? And so, so those are the things that just created this time of saying, okay, let's enter into a season of discernment, and let's see if the Lord is calling it. And the Lord, in such a wonderful way, opened so many doors that you and I, you know this, like we sat and I created an Excel spreadsheet of churches, and we were narrowing down and saying, nope, 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 why no, why no? Uh, and that was a great thing, and, and that was even another level of affirmation. Um, and so, so those things led me to say, okay, well, maybe God's doing something here. And it has been a delight to walk through that together and us having those ongoing conversations about just what that looks like to do this in a healthy way. Um, and so long story short, that's sort of that discernment process. And then the Lord was kind to uh, provide multiple options. And then we narrowed down, I say we, because it was a collective effort. We narrowed down to two uh, specific areas. And in those areas, there were no wrong choices, man. It was just you know, asking the questions, are they theologically sound? Are they pursuit of the Lord? Are they looking at issues from a biblical perspective, not what's going on in society? Uh, are they theologically astute? And do they want to know more about God's word? And, and then do I have a desire to serve them? Uh, and that was huge, right? Because you should never shepherd a church when you don't have a heart for the people there. And so, uh, so anyway, so those, those are the things that led to this season and uh, this sort of bittersweet uh, moment. Yeah, I think uh, you bring up something about leaving well, leaving healthily, right? Yes. And um, me and Nathan have both had to leave places to mm. come here. Mm. And it's funny when I have conversations with, uh, with people from here, uh, they have that light bulb moment sometimes go on when I talk about, like, I used to be at another church, mm. and I had to say goodbye to them to come here. And it's like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And you've had to do that as well. And that, that's, that's hard, point. right? Like that's, that's a, a hard process to say goodbye. It's, it's exciting to talk about wherever it takes us to go to talk about where we're going to. I know I'm not supposed to end the sentence in the preposition, but it just did. I, so, but I wouldn't and it's on tape. Um, but uh, God takes us to somewhere away from somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Tell us how you process through the from somewhere part, because yeah. there's a process that's taking place already, right? Yeah, I think it was, it, 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 again, it's just that same sort of um, having people speak into that, right? It's, it's like, so by no means do I walk away from Life Church Canton and say, my, my work is done. Drop the mic. Man, I done did it all. I done done exactly what I was supposed to do. Uh, and in some sense, I have disrupted some things. But um, I think in a true sense, um, it is asking the question of, if it's in God's will for me to go and I stay, I'm operating outside of God's will. And if I'm doing that, then the Daniel that some of you love is not going to be the Daniel you have because there'll be something 
just wrong with me being outside of God's will. Um, and so whether God brought us into each other's life for a season or for a lifetime, we have to experience that, love that. And I love Ecclesiastes, right? There's a time to stay. There's a time to go. And I think sometimes you outstay your, your time in a place, not because people are kicking you out, but because God's calling you somewhere else and you're being disobedient. And so that's where the peace comes from of just saying, man, I'm looking at this from a biblical perspective and it lines up. It isn't a decision that's made out of any frustration, right? We had hard times. We've had hard conversations. That's, that's, I'm not going to you know, mute that. But I think at the end of the day, you know, it's the same advice I give to my brothers when, we, when they ask me about leaving a job, even a secular job. Don't leave a job. Don't let, it be, don't let the leaving be about how bad it is where you are. Let it be about where you're going, right? And so God's calling you something because if you leave with that, that's bitterness, and you're going to take that resentment over there. And maybe you might even hoard that and make an idol out of that. And so those are the things that give me peace is like this internal wrestling. So I don't come to this decision like overnight. This is a wrestling. Uh, and, and in the first time, I, I admit this to my chagrin, right, that it's the first time that I've ever really invited people into a decision making because of the weight that I feel, right? And because I've, I've walked away from it so long that there's a sense of saying, okay, if there's a shift now, is it a healthy shift or is it just a sense of, oh, it makes sense for Daniel to lead a church? Well, it doesn't always, right? So does that make sense? Yeah, it was, it was you know, we've been talking about this for about, what, six months? Six months, Six yeah. months we've been having these conversations. And I remember talking through the initial stages of what you felt God was doing, and then pretty quickly I'm like, are you considering lead pastor positions? Mm, I remember that. And that's you're true. like, what? Yep. And I was like, yep, yep. Um, brother, I, I see all the, those wonderful A's that you, uh, <laughs> yeah. the ability and affirmation and all the other A's, you know, um, you're such a good pastor in regards to alliteration. Um, but That's the know, one I, skill you have to have as a pastor. Yeah, you, you have to be able to alliterate. If you can't do a sermon with three P's, I mean, yeah, are then you we even saved? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Patience, perseverance, and petulance. Anyways, okay. So it, <laughs> Those would be Pathetic. terrible together. Pathetic. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but what, what was beautiful, you came and you are part of what we are doing here, and, and you will always be a part of what we are doing here. And it was so clear to me that God had a call on this season here. And mm. we are so grateful and will forever be grateful. I know Jared and myself will be as well, um, just to the time that we've had together. Yeah, yeah. But it was also clear to me that there was, there was something inside you. Hmm. And is something inside you that says like, oh, God is God is preparing and calling um, Daniel to to lead a hmm. congregation of hmm. people, and hmm. and that's so clear to me. Hmm. And at some point, that's what God's going to do. Hmm. And now I would have liked that to be a little bit later, <laughs> but we've already established when it's time. And God says it's time. It's yeah, time, yeah, and yeah. you get out the way. Yeah. And uh, so it's been fun to walk with the the journey. You know, I um, it was fun for me mm -hmm. to sit on interviews for you. Yeah, yeah they yeah. called me, and I yeah. got to interview yeah. Yeah. on your behalf, yeah. and I, that was an honor that you would trust me with that. Yeah. And um, man, I was like excited for you. I was yeah, like, I mean, because either pick. way, brother, if, if you screw it up for me, we're gonna be here together, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you about right, yourself. Right. No, <laughs> no. Um, but I thank you for that. But what it gave me was such a bigger vision of the kingdom of God, mm, mm, like mm. in the area, different areas of the country to see the kingdom of God moving and that he's moving in the same ways that mm. he's moving here. Yeah, and yeah. he needs, 
he, he wants to use you to do yeah, that. Yeah. Man, that was, uh, oh gosh, I was, I was laughing yeah. and, and joking yeah. and, uh, and, and making fun of your toe shoes with them. <laughs> and um, what, what a what You might a need joy. to clarify what that means. If anybody's new here, shoes. what toe shoes are you talking about? He has toe shoes that I'm actually just Not jealous right now. of. Because I don't have the, uh, the wherewithal to, uh, to rock them. I'm too, too scared. Hey, brother, you rock some fancy gigs, so, <laughs> so you could do some toe shoes. You could do some toe shoes. No, I, I will say to that point, I think one of the things that I've loved about all of us on staff, but specifically you, has been the sense of when people have transitioned, privately and publicly, you've, you've said, man, this is just the kingdom being extended. Um, and there's something about that that's so freeing that made it um, just able to trust you with this process because you have a kingdom perspective, not a sort of Nathan's kingdom perspective. And I think that's helpful. And, and don't ever lose that, but that's helpful. So I, I love that too because we're sort of in a series called Galatians. We're on pause mm-hmm. right now because of New Life Sunday and because of this and yeah. next week. Um, but imagine if Paul never went to the wherever it takes us part. Yeah. We would just have Galatians. Yeah. And then no, and, nothing and, else. And they were foolish <laughs> yeah, and right? bewitched. Right. So there wouldn't be Romans. There, wouldn't, so. be Corinth- there yeah. wouldn't be all these other churches yeah. if yeah. he didn't go, if yeah. he wasn't obedient yeah. to what God was doing. And I think, too, I don't know if, um, if you all know this, but sometimes it's important to pay attention to the songs that get picked for each Sunday. All of the songs, there was a theme. It's, it's like this mm. big God theme, the holiness of God, the greatness of God, God's breath in our lungs and and you're you're a big god guy yeah um that sounds weird to say but like ever since daniel's been on staff and maybe you've sensed this theme in his preaching even is just to constantly point people to the bigness Mm. the greatness the holiness of god and that has been helpful for me Mm. um because i i'm always like let's talk about the community of god right like in the family of god and we need that balance right right yeah yeah and so we have all of us as a community singing together and then you even talk about you know the bigness of god and yet the community coming around you to help you make that decision so i just we all have been sharpened together yeah Yeah. uh, because of your presence here yeah yeah we can clap for that um there's a, there's a uniqueness, too, in the work that Nathan and the team did before you got here mm. to say we, we have to be a church that reflects our community better. Mm. Mm. And uh, there's, there's no secret about this, but there's a uniqueness in the person of who you are being the first black person on staff as well. Wait, as I'm black? I, yeah, we can talk more about it afterward, oh. but... Geez. Explains a lot. That explains that? a lot now. Yeah. <laughs> that actually explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All my trauma gone. Yeah, no, it explains that. Uh, you probably confused a whole lot of people online too. No, the, the lighting is no. Um, yeah, so you are just, just okay. So you thanks, know. brother. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate not it. only for the first black staff person because there's something about that, but the first black pastor yeah. and teaching pastor. Um, on our stage, and you, there's a uniqueness yeah. to that. And we've talked about all of those things. We've talked about justice. We've talked about color. We've yeah. talked about yeah. be the bridge. Yeah. Um, tell me more. Tell us more about that experience of you being the first in yeah. those categories. Yeah, I think you know. Again, you you hear me say this all the time. Context is helpful. I think the person that I am, or that I was, when I was candidating here. Um, was a person who had, by God's grace, become secure in their identity in Christ. And, and so that my ethnicity was secondary to my primary identity as a Christian. And that's an amen moment for everybody because many of us still operate out of our 
blackness, whiteness, yellowness, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call. And, 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 and so, and that doesn't mean that I do it perfectly. It does mean that primarily my baseline is to say, what has Christ said about me? And so I had already gotten to a place where I was said, I had said to myself, a church that I would consider if they're not serious about biblical justice and biblical unity and seeing our identity primarily as Christian, then I wouldn't pursue it. Um, and that's factual. Um, nor would I be wanting to be in a place and this is unfortunate, but many African-Americans are in a context that they are often have to mute their blackness. God created our skin. And so actually they get to show the glory of God when we express it through the filter of God's word, though, right? And so one of the pivotal moments, you may, you may not remember this, that freed me up, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to circle back to your question, is was our probably third time talking, maybe our first time even, but it was on Zoom. Um, I had talked to, I love him, I call him Bishop Allen, but Richard Allen uh, had called me and said, hey, you know, we're going to have a meeting tomorrow. I just want to set up Zoom and make sure everything works with the connection and we'll see you tomorrow. I'm like, what a very thoughtful man. Like, that's very wise to, to make sure there are no hiccups. And, um, you know, he said, he said, so how's church going? I said, well, we just relocated and because um, we had moved from D.C. To, to Maryland and the commute was longer for our church. So I was like, we're in the process of probably looking for a new church to just worship at. He was like, well, we may have something for you soon. <laughs> so, so I was like, OK, that's cool. Uh, and so so we met. Um, it was yourself. Uh, gosh, I forget who was there, but it was Mark, uh, Kim. Uh, Richard, of course, and I think there might have been a, third, a fourth person, but whatever. But what was very intriguing in that moment was you guys were talking, and I was like, great. I mean, we had great rapport from, as, from as, I mean, the first thing Marcus, Marcus Jackson said was, hey, brother, I love that beard, and he was a bearded man, so we talked about beards for initially. I don't think you were growing your beard at that time, brother. You were beardless at the time, I which made me suspect it's of just you. Really I was really suspicious of that lack of beard I at that point. It just... <laughs> It's just very short. It was short. And it's, it blends into my skin okay, a little sweet, bit. Sweet. So <laughs> I'll leave that alone. <laughs> so one of the things that was freeing was, I forget who asked the question, but they asked, hey, we've looked at your sermons um, and we see you. And, and you know, in so many ways, you're, you're different from what we're used to. Not just skin complexion, but just the way I preach, right? And, uh, and the response was, is that you? I think it was Kim that may have said that. And she's like, is that you? And I said, yeah. And in my mind, because I've been in context that I've been the minority and I've been asked to not be black, essentially, right? And, and, and the response was, no, we want to know if that's you because that's who we want. And so that was freeing um, in a way that I don't have enough time to unpack. And so when I heard that, I said, well, this is a church that is intentional. And so when I was coming on staff, I came wise, but I came with the understanding that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the antidote to any issue. That's right. yeah. that's and that's a conviction I hold, whether it's racial unrest, whether it's political unrest, whether it's interpersonal relationship, the good news, the euangelion of Jesus Christ is what unites us in a way that nothing else can. And so coming with that mind frame, 
I was able to enter into certain hard conversations that we all, you know, we're aware of certain things that have been said that, you know, out of ignorance and unknown, right? But I've been able to hopefully extend um, grace because I realize so much that we are beyond our external physique, right? Our external um, 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 complexion and things. And so being the first black person on staff, yes, it shows up in certain ways and certain nuances. You realize that you're in a minority culture. You realize that you're thinking or saying things that others aren't thinking, not because they don't want to, but because it's just not their shared experience. Um, and it shows up, of course, when we have the hard conversations about race. And so those are the moments when it shows up, and it's weighty, it gets exhausting, but what's been a blessing is brothers like you and you and Richard Allen and people on staff who have been able to say, hey, you don't, you're not meant to carry that alone. And while I can't understand, I'm jumping in with you. Yeah. And that's been great. There are many days when, you know, I can't say enough, you know, Rich, Rich, Rich will call me and say, hey, I want to share this with you. But I also don't want to share it with you because I don't want you to feel the weight of it. But I also want you to know I'm here for you. And so that man means a lot to me. You've meant a lot to me. Even our conversation has been such a blessing. So in so many ways, while I have been the first black pastor uh, and I've been the first black person on staff, in so many ways, there's work that God's been doing in all of your lives to bring us to a point where they didn't end up being a disaster. Yeah. Because there were some things that we crossed together yeah. that was tough. Yes. Uh, and if my identity and your identity and your identity had been wrapped up in your whiteness or my blackness, brothers, we wouldn't be friends. Mm -hmm. It would be tough. Yeah. But it's that gospel that we keep on going back to about who Christ says we are. And actually, we're, we're working on a, a position paper. I don't know if you want to speak to that as well, mm. but I think, um, I think it's important to recognize that, like, because you're leaving doesn't mean the we stopped, stopped yeah. right? <laughs> or like, well, yeah. now we can't, we yeah. can't do it because yeah. we don't have Daniel's voice yeah. here. In yeah. a lot of ways, your, the work that you've um, been a part of here has shaped what we will be doing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the analogy that just came to my mind is that uh, we were preparing some fields. We were getting ready, mm. uh, but we, we didn't know what we didn't know. And yeah. we knew we didn't know what we didn't know. <laughs> and we knew what we didn't know was hurting us, but we didn't know how much it hurt was hurting us. Mm. Kind of like you could go on all day with that. Um, and so we knew when I came on, uh, when I was interviewing, I said to the church, what's next? And Daniel was next. That's what everyone said. We need someone on staff. So this is a work that began before I even showed up, mm. which means it's not going to end. Now, I do think mm. that Daniel brought in a, a, a big old, you know, Hey, 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 watch yourself, brother. Big old. Powerful. Okay, got it. Manly. I know what you're going with Beautiful. that, brother. I am on a diet yeah. now. I'm working hard. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with that. No. But uh, just tilt some new land. And I think we have more land to plant seeds on and, and fields that will, will produce fruit and rocks that have been boulders that have been removed so that the fruit can continue to be replanted again and again. Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's good. Amen. What are you going to miss? Oh, man. I, I think more than anything, there's going to be uniquenesses. Um, I miss that. <laughs> I miss that. But I feel like I can hear that where I'm going. <laughs> it's dope. I feel, I feel like I'll hear a call. <laughs> I don't know how the whistling gets through the mask, actually. Listen, so, gifted. So whenever we get to a point where we're not having masks in church yeah, anymore, air, it's going to be must. super Yeah, loud. absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. But that's how I know if I'm preaching good or not, because she'll let me know. Uh, but no, I think, um, man, you know, I know that, you know, in the last maybe I would say two months, 
every time I walk through this place, every time I speak to someone, and it's been hard to not say something, right? You know, uh, John and I were sitting in the lobby, and one of our brothers, Paul, was like, hey, man, I love pastors, and, but every time I get used to one, one leaves, and I'm like, ah! Oh. Remember, I was like, my heart broke, and I wanted to tell him, I was like, brother, this is what I'm thinking through. Um, and so it's, it's interesting, man. It's like, you know, you walk through the smell, the, the look of everything. It's like, man, it's like, man, Lord, like the time is ticking, and it's like you become more sensitive to it. Even the conversations I engage in, I'm a little more sensitive to them. Um, not that I wasn't sensitive, but even more so. But I think what I will miss more than the aesthetics, uh, more than David Booth's lovely voice, uh, more than, you know, even, even the sort of uh, the privilege to preach to you, um, it's a privilege, uh, as the people, the faces, the stories, uh, the, the, the missed potentials, right? Because COVID robbed us of a whole year um, and, and the missed relationships and um, you know, even relationships that I forged that have been helpful, like, you know, that I'm like, man, I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss the way you say that, the way you say this. I'm going to miss the third way, right? I'm going to miss hearing in my head paradoxical, right? I'm going to miss that, right? But I think more than those cute things that I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss people. I'm going to miss you guys um, and your stories and, and the laughs that we've shared and even the challenges that we share. So it's the people. Um, and it's very, it's an interesting thing for me because I'm an introvert. Um, and so as an introvert, you know, I, technically I get energized by time alone, technically. But I've learned that in some sense God's given me grace that when I'm around God's people and I'm trying my best to love and care on people, it energizes me. It gives me so much energy and so much power and so much strength that I'm like, man, I'm going to miss having that with every one of you that I've had the privilege of talking to, even if it's for a split second. So that's going to be rough. And that. And that. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think what I'll miss about you is so much. and I, I think I'll miss this. I mean, I've had so much fun with Table Talk. Yeah, um, yeah. We did that almost every week for a while there. At the beginning of the pandemic, helped us stay connected and talk about difficult issues. But we, you know, one of the things when we were hiring you too is like, do you have some aspect of what God wants to do in the community, beyond, you know, much beyond your yeah, blackness, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. that matter too. But, but also, do you preach in a way that balances this out? Mm. I actually got to enter both. I was interviewing both these guys at the same time. So I'm sitting here going, okay, so he'll cover this stuff and he'll cover this stuff. And I'm over here, so then we're going to have this balance. And this balance is going to create... Evil genius. Yes. Yeah. I was like, mm, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, excellent. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, being able to, to have that balance in our preaching is mm. good for the body of Christ, yeah. but it's also good for us. Yeah. Yeah. And so there are going to be conversations we're not going to get to have yeah. in the same yeah. way. And, I, and I'm going to feel less than yeah, for a little bit um, yeah. until I, I find someone else or we do whatever. You know, the good thing is I know that I'm still going to get random texts from you Absolutely. about certain things yeah. every day of the week with no context whatsoever, yeah, just person, video, yeah, yeah. watch this. And, yeah. and like, why? And then just watch, just watch. it. Yeah. And, um, but just the, the camaraderie. <laughs> and then the, the bigger piece is this. When you've been through difficult things with individuals, mm. Foxhole. Yeah. 
it creates an affinity yeah, yeah. that's deeper than shared likes, yeah. shared experiences yeah, yeah. Uh, that are shared things that you're into. Yeah, yeah. And so, man, and there's, uh, you'll be added to the list of, of brothers and sisters that I have fought with that are mm. brothers in arms, you know, yeah, sisters yeah. in arms. Yeah. And that's something special. And yeah. when I don't get to be around that person, yeah. there, there's a, a sadness there. Yeah, I'd say for me, uh, similar to the articles. <laughs> Not a day that goes by that we don't get an article, a video, yeah, something yeah, to watch. Hey, watch this, watch this, check this out, read this. And uh, I, I like that because like, I'm a lifelong learner. I, 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 um, I don't know if anybody does strength finders. You do those in advance, right? Yes, get in the thumbs up from John. You learn a little bit more about your personality. One of my things is input, and I just, I'll just love to take in more information. So the fact that you came and like day after day, I'm getting more things to input into my, my brain to, to read about, to think about. I love that. And yeah, it, it yeah. keeps challenging me um, intellectually and spiritually and all those things. I think I'll miss Table Talk as well, as Nathan mentioned. I, um, some of you might not know this, but we do every Wednesday. We go through our sermon. Mm. Uh, whoever's going to be preaching that week. Uh, preaches it as though they were preaching. <laughs> okay, it. Reverend, you... No, I'm, I'm missing more things. I haven't uh, warned yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we're on Zoom for hour and a half or so, and whoever's preaching gives the message, and then we all give each other feedback. And that's a vulnerable place. Um, mm. Sometimes, if you've ever watched yourself back on video, that can make you feel like you want to throw up, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want to see yourself. You're like, oh, I, I sound like that. Ugh, I talk like that. Ugh. Uh, do it on Zoom, and then have people talk back to you and tell you how you do. That's fun. Um, and so, but it is genuinely yeah. fun, and the intellectual um, gymnastics that take place hmm. are always fun for me, and yeah, specifically yeah. your input yeah, yeah. into messages. Always like refining it and and asking, like, okay, you said this. I'm not sure I know what mm. you mean when you said that, or that wasn't clear. And just like, just lay it out, just be yeah. direct, be brutally honest. And specifically as it relates to scripture and yeah. your love for scripture and the exposition of scripture and really drawing out like, yeah, I'm not really sure that that's what the scripture means there. Yeah. And so like, that is a, that is a gift that you have. It's a gift that, that we have been able to benefit from to, to really ensure that our sermons are solid uh, yeah. theologically, but spiritually and relationally and emotionally even because you have that piece about you too your your passion and heart for mental health yeah um is huge and so how things might come across to somebody who is struggling with their mental health um in a sermon i'm gonna miss that yeah. and and to have those conversations has been a, a huge blessing for me yeah. too so um yeah I, I'm grateful for technology that we can still, you know, we can just pick up a phone yeah, um, yeah. and have a conversation about deep, deep things, and I love that. So, yeah, yeah I mean, as you talk, I'm like, man, the invaluable um, space that sermon review has been in my life, um, especially from the hermeneutical perspective of, man, brother, like, like, you, where's the question in that, right? Like, those are things that I'm taking with me, right? That I'm like, man, to pause, to ask a question, to, to say, man, how's that, how's that affecting people? Because you know this, I mean, you know, sometimes I could stay in the, in the sort of, uh, uh, you know, head part of the theology, and then, and then it's like, man, but I, I want to bring it down here, and it's been helpful to have different point of views and say, 
well, maybe it could come across this way. So it's been, it's been a two-way street, man. It's been, I mean, like, I, I, before I got here, I didn't have, you know, uh, action steps. Like, I, what was the action step? Like, go do it. That's the action step. Like, the Holy Spirit. What, what do you mean go. I got to put two lines and no? He's like, the Holy Spirit will lead you. No, go do it. Like, what did I just say? Like, no. But I think there's just a beauty in, in the, the diversity of us um, and our walks that allows us to ask the questions um, that um, from my, because I was saying earlier about being a black person on staff, I have a different set of shared experiences, but as well you do too, and that's been a blessing to me, like in so many ways. Like I, I have grown in my love of understanding more that we are really, really in a very true sense all alike. Uh, it, the experiences might be different, but man, beneath the surface, man, we have same struggles, same fears. It shows up differently, of course. Uh, but man, like it, it's there, man. It's super dear. So that's going to be invaluable. And in fact, it's something that I'm going to implement where I go next. Is like, hey, we got to do this together. We got to have these conversations um, and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, as we kind of close up a little bit, want to talk about transition, not just logistically. Obviously, <clears throat> there's, there's logistics that all have to take place in you leaving. But I think relationally and emotionally yeah, too, yeah. that's an important piece to pay attention to. Yeah. I think whenever somebody is taken away from us, yeah. um, that's what it feels like. Somebody yeah. is taken away from us. It feels like a loss. Yeah. And, and then we're not taught as American Christians, maybe it's different in Nigeria, but um, we're not taught how to grieve, mm-hmm. to grieve well. Mm-hmm. And I think as American Christians specifically, we don't know the value of grief and the beauty yeah. of yeah. grief. The beauty of it, yeah. And, and um, what it means to lose or to say goodbye to somebody. And so... To both of you, I guess, what is helpful to the transition of Daniel leaving? How do we, how do we do this well? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing is, I just want to beg your apology in advance, is as much as I'd love to meet with every single person, it's just not feasible. And so don't see that as me not loving or caring uh, but it's just that time. It's interesting, like, you know, we, we talked about this has been a six-month process, but as soon as you say yes, it just moves. Like, you know, you got the house that you got to sell. You got to find a house down there. Um, you've, got to, you've got to be, like, you know, people coming to see your house. You've got, to, you got 20 minutes to get out the house and fix everything. You know what I mean? Like, like so, so there's a lot of moving parts. And so candidly uh, and, and apologetically, please forgive me for not being able to meet with each one of you individually and it's not my desire I would love for that um, I would desire that to be able to just sit and chat and just talk about life uh, and be thankful for our, our, our connection uh, so just know that and then maybe more importantly than that is man your prayer through this process um, in many ways is helpful um, I may present as though I have it all figured out but I don't um, and that that means that there is a beauty uh, in this dichotomy that's happening in my soul right now, this, this, this bitterness, and not a bitterness, but this, this, um, this sense of, man, I'm leaving, and I'm going to miss you, but then I, I, I'm, I'm getting to know people where I'm going, and I'm like, oh, man, I want to love on them, um, and then there's a sense of, oh, man, you know, like, I feel the weight of the office, and that's, that's something that I'm not praying for you to say it should go away. I want that weight to always be there. I want there to be a healthy fear and respect for the position of shepherding God's people. That should never go, but, but I, I want you to pray for me that the Lord will always keep my eyes on him, that he's the one that's going to empower me to do it. So, so those are the two things. 
Um, and I think other than that, man, it, it's super cool. Um, you know, one of the things that I've been doing over the, like we've had much longer to emotionally process yeah. what this means yeah. for you and me and the staff, um, but I st still got to see you every day. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, for me, the last couple of days, I've been writing out mm. my, my frustrations, mm. my, my worries, my fears, um, my questions. Mm. Uh, as a leader of this church, as a leader of our community, with all the important things we talked about today. So I encourage you guys, if, this is, if there is an emotional response that's negative, mm. and even if it's positive, it is on you to go to Jesus first, mm. God first. And that can be done very easily yeah. by pulling out a piece of paper and just letting it all out. All of it. Everything yeah. in the non-pretty language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, let God, and then say, God, what do you have to say to me? Uh, often what we do as humans, and frankly what we do at, at this church, every church I've been a part of, but seems to be a challenge for us at this church, I'm just going to be honest with this, is we start to look for narratives um, to mm. tell us why you're going mm. past, beyond what you've said. Yeah, yeah. And, and what that is is some kind of way of us trying to find the problem to fix it. Yeah. In, in grief, we should be turning to, to Jesus. Yeah. And in grief, we turn to him because there's some kind of safety or security need inside of you that's been challenged by probably the moment, if you hadn't heard before, me standing up here and saying, Daniel is leaving. There, there's some kind of need inside of you that may have been challenged yeah. in that moment. And the only one who can fill that is not you understanding, fixing a problem or, or getting together and, and com complaining about it or telling stories, but uh, going to God saying, I am feeling insecure, I need you. And I'm gonna be honest, I have felt that way. Yeah. And the, the yeah. first response for me is yeah. to go to God in that. Um, Anything you want to say before I do more of the logistics? That's, that's just healthy, dude. Thanks for being vulnerable. That's super yeah. cool. And I think that's important. I think there's a grieving process of uncertainties and things. And if, if I've done, a, if for some reason my departure is rocking your faith, then I haven't done a good job at preaching. Um, because if I have, then like he rightly said, my hope is that I've been pointing all of us to Christ because we all need him. And so rather than mourn our loss of each other, I'm going to celebrate the time and the season that we got to worship together. And it doesn't mean that I won't miss you, but man, if, 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 if anything that's happened here in terms of my departure rocks any part of your faith, then I have failed you as a shepherd, I have failed you as a pastor, I have failed you as a preacher. Um, but if you can say, man, we're going to miss him, like Paul talks to Ephesus, man, we're going to cry about it. We're going to cry together like, hey, it's going to be great. Um, it sucks that you're gone, but we see a bigger picture. Then that's an amen moment for all of us. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I just want you guys to know that's that. That's good. Thanks for sharing that. So it's an invitation. Our emotions are invitations to get drop closer to Jesus, even if they're negative. And, and then, yes. But the positives are as well. Yeah. Um, so here's some, some logistics so that you know what's going to happen next. Uh, next week, Daniel will be preaching his last message and he'll be preaching from the heart, uh, whatever he wants to preach. So come for that. That's going to be something that's going to be powerful online. We invite you as well to do that. And then um, as part of the way we want to help you process through that, it's this. Share this with people. We're going to send an email out to the whole church with the link later, uh, either this afternoon or tomorrow, um, as a way of saying we want all of you to know that we had a conversation and, and you can help people understand what's going on. You can share that. 
next week uh, after our final service, so after the uh, 11 o'clock service, we will be getting together um, out in the cafe uh, to say goodbye, some light refreshments and, 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 and a way to just you know, pray over Daniel as he leaves. So we'll be having a small time after that. We encourage you to come and to be there if you are comfortable. Uh, we'd love to do that. If you can't be there, um, you know, please send a letter, send a note of encouragement. Um, but we do want to invite, if you want to give a gift to this family as, as a way of saying we appreciate you and love you, if that's something on your heart, you're welcome to do that. We invite you to either bring it by the church or bring it to that event as a way of, of thanking them and a way of expressing. And that could be part of your processing of, of, of a way of doing that. Um, I encourage you to do that, especially handwritten encouraging notes are amazing. So gift and that is usually pretty powerful. Um, speaking from people who have transitioned, I have a, a, a box of all the letters I received uh, together and I pull it out when I need some encouragement mm. and I want to reminisce mm. in a positive way about the joy of what's happening. Um, we're available for questions. Uh, in a moment, I'm going to uh, dismiss the other two pastors so that Daniel will be out in the lobby if you want to say hello to him um, on the way out. We want to encourage you to do that. But as we finish, um, we always, no matter what, even if it's Mother's Day and we're doing a table talk about someone leaving every single time, no matter what we do, we always invite people to follow Jesus because we believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that his kingdom is more important um, than anything else and that when we give our lives to Jesus, he transforms us and gives us life so much purpose. And so I want to invite you to that. But as I dismiss him, can you guys give a, 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 your appreciation to Pastor Daniel? Come on. You can stay standing if you're standing, or you can stand up with me. If you want to follow Jesus um, and have a life full of purpose and meaning, I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. And maybe even in the midst of this, you're recommitting your life to Jesus because you're realizing, yes, it's about him. I need him. I need him more than anything else. I encourage you to pray like this. Close your eyes. God, uh, you can repeat after me out loud or in your heart, but make this your prayer. God, I, I need you. I need you. I need to be rescued. I need someone to save me. And I believe that Jesus Christ has saved me. I believe that he died so I could know my father. That he rose again so that I might have new life today. And because of that new life, I'll be able to go and tell everyone about this joy that I have found. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, we want to walk with you. If you're brand new and you're like, wow, that's unique. I've never experienced that. I kind of want to know more about this group of people. Fill out a connect card online. In the room, you can do it on your phone on the now page, lifechurchcanton.org slash now. You can go to the Welcome Center way in the back there where I have one of the most exciting individuals back there who would love to talk to you. He's amazing. He loves talking to people. So you can go and talk to him to find out more information. As we finish right now, um, I'm going to send you off after we do the offering moment. I'm going to pray for you and send you off. Uh, David's just going to sing a song as we exit so you can go and talk to Daniel. We're kind of ending a little quicker um, than normal. But I want to encourage you to invest in what God is doing here, to give, 
to set up a giving and make it a habit or maybe give for the very first time. You can do that on the Now page. You can do that in the room at the black boxes on the way out. You can do it online, however you want to do that. Invest in what God is doing. Because of your investment, we were able to spend an incredible season with Daniel. And all of us will never be the same because of it. The majority of what you guys are investing in this church goes towards ministry and towards hiring people who can do that. And we're committed to see God move. I encourage you to give. Now, I'm going to pray for you. If you want to open up your hands, I just pray a blessing over you. I pray a blessing over you that you would encounter Jesus, that every emotion would draw you closer to him, that the word of God would be your bread. And that you would experience the transformational power of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit within you this week. So that you may bring glory to God in everything that you do. Amen. Amen. See you all next week. Again, we want to thank you for joining us for this uh, table talk uh, message, sermon, gathering uh, discussion uh, between me and Nathan and Daniel. And uh, we do want to encourage you, um, if you feel inspired, if you feel uh, like something stuck out in Daniel's story that maybe speaks to your story, maybe you um, are thinking about your calling and thinking about what God is doing in your life, we want to encourage you to um, continue to look into that. Uh, try to understand, try to explore what it is that God is asking you to do um, as you listen to Daniel's story. Um, if you've never heard of the life journey before, uh, this is an opportunity for us to grow in our ability to disciple others. But the very first part of that journey is called explore. And it's, it's exploring a little bit more about who God is and, and then who you are um, as well and where you fit into the story of God's bigger story. And so uh, if you're ever looking for information for how to get connected to that, that is on our website at lifechurchcanton.org slash life journey. And we highly encourage you to check that out because we have another round of life journey courses that are going to be happening very soon. Um, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll see you back here soon.